even before trekking became forcefully popular for Lagosians, following the transportation nightmare occasioned by the ban, or is it restriction of Kiki, auto rickshaw, and Okada, motorbike taxis, as modes of transportation by the Lagos state government, in 15 local councils of the state, I taken to trekking some distances to and from my destinations, to tackle my burgeoning weight issues, especially in my tank area. Running had never been it for me because I haven't come around to overcoming my inherent laziness, besides the fear of dropping off dead while running haunts me, that I'd considered that even if my heart was to give out while walking, it may not happen as rapidly as it would were I to be running, and may afford me a chance of survival or at least some dignified exit, and that's discounting that crazy recurrent Oroko that nailed my track and field career, right from primary school days. Also, Lagos isn't that such a safe place for running, as even the walkways are routinely appropriated by motorists, and the now-restricted Kiki and Okada not only during periods of heavy traffic, but when the driver senses tending to be impatient. Seeing as the trekking that I was only warming myself up for before the restriction was now going to be imposed on me, something in me welcomed the ban wholeheartedly, so much so that I was on the road on the very first day of implementation, on Saturday the 1st of February, to have a taste of what will be by Monday when the entire workforce of Lagos State will be brought to bear on its roads. For me, it was personal, my agenda was to make out of this punishment some positives, to see if in the coming weeks my belly would have undergone the much-desired shrinkage, even if it will come without six-packs. I thought about doing the Lagos Marathon on Saturday, but I contented myself with seeking my spiritual well-being, knowing full well that those East Africans who came into town on Friday will ace it over their Nigerian brothers without stress, and I wasn't proved wrong. A few days of forceful trekking will not make us a threat to the Kenyans, in long-distance running. Interestingly, the fastest Nigerian male and female were a couple, Emmanuel Gyong and Deborah Pam, whose names sounded Jos-like, and not surprising that they could have won, seeing as the conditions in the Joseph Plateau are similar to those you'd find in East Africa, and that added spice to this year's event. Now into the second week, I can only report that I haven't actually witnessed the worst of the trekking situation, as many have been reporting on social media and elsewhere. That is because I don't live that far from work, though it is a considerable distance, or rather from outset, since my abode is in the heart of town, transport infrastructure had always been developed there, as well as where I work better than most parts of Lagos, which is why it is difficult for me to consider my home to my place of work far, except for that distance from my home to where I could get a bus to work, which I normally would use a Kiki or Okada to ply, that has now been removed, leading to my having to do the trek in the morning. The other trek, usually in the evening was one I imposed on myself earlier, but with the ban I had no choice but to do it, and then once last week, I walked more than twice the distance, for which when I eventually settled in a bus, my legs continued to shake for a while, in fact it happened for an unexpectedly long time that I totally missed when it stopped. But like I said earlier, my ordeal so far hasn't been anywhere as bad as those of others I've seen or interacted with, and I understand the frustrations of many who see these restrictions as another ploy of the elite to stampede on the masses, the security implications notwithstanding. It is true that criminals also use other modes of transportation to commit crime, but I think the crux of the matter is the acts of terrorism that government fears may be unleashed by these set of peculiar riders had the restrictions not come into force at the time of did. The influx of unidentified, and unidentifiable aliens into Lagos in recent times was a cause for concern, unfortunately because it could easily be said that they were from the northern part of Nigeria, led the state government to devise a means that may not be seen by many to be discriminatory to people from a section of Nigeria, even though many of them appear not to be Nigerians, though they may share resemblance, sometimes even similar languages with Nigerians from the north, hence the need to conveniently hide under the umbrella of the fact that the restricted modes of transportation was not in the master plan for a greater Lagos. 
A few days ago however, former Governor Babatunde Rajiv Ashola alluded to the fact that while in government he did face a security threat, targeting the third mainland bridge, that necessitated the ban on Okada in his time, giving an inkling to the thought behind today's ban, and or restrictions. Many have wondered about the reasonableness of including the Kiki in the ban, but the riders missed their opportunity with their recklessness. It seemed like traffic lights wasn't meant for them, while they converted walkways to their highways, or official tarmacs, besides their drama when they are involved in accidents, though not as ferocious as their Okada counterparts in descending upon motorists in their large numbers, never minding which of the parties was right, leading to situations where the motorists besides suffering injury at the hands of the Okada riders, may also lose their vehicles. With the way Lagos became the destination of choice for anyone that can ride a motorbike, and the riders living virtually on the streets, under bridges, sleeping comfortably on their two-wheelers, and overrunning the roads, such that in some cases before they are exhausted for cars to begin to move, the traffic light would have turned back to red, it was pertinent that something needed to be done. It was beginning to look like a situation involving an army in waiting, and I have not even mentioned the lives and limbs that have been lost to activities of Okada riders. One of my knees bears testimony to that fact. Another angle to this ban was as it affects the e-hailing riders whose activities were also affected, and had recently peacefully protested, unlike the others who had resorted to some violence to express their grievances. The return of frustratingly exasperating traffic jams that Lagosians were beginning to learn to live without, may just work in favor of such companies, as they may be asked to resume operations, though with less freedoms than they were once availed. The ban appears to have led many Lagosians to turn back to vehicles they parked, and drove only on weekends, and with the large number of broken-down vehicles especially in the midst of heavy traffic on the third mainland bridge for instance, you'd think some of those vehicles were speedily requisitioned from the mechanic workshops before they were certified ready, just so the owners can deal with the restrictions on Kiki and Okada. Yet another angle to the madness, is that of the police. Right from the very first day the restrictions came into being, I witnessed firsthand the activities of overzealous policemen who pounced on the opportunity to make a killing, impounding commercial motorbikes in areas not affected by the ban. Even in the restricted areas, power bikes which were not supposed to be under restriction suffered same fate, with a litany of stories, pictures and videos littering social media, so much so that a commissioner spent most of his time in the early days of the ban, responding to distress calls from those illegally detained by police for abiding by the law. Now that it seems that the police have to some extent being sensitized as to the intent of the law, some riders have gone to the extent of attaching boxes of different shades and sizes, including trash cans and bins, masquerading as dispatch riders, so as to avoid harassment and arrest by policemen, whose propensity to enforce the law is more for pecuniary reasons, than it is for the sake of helping government actualize its visions. Interestingly, these men who are a law to themselves, with their counterparts in the military, move around even in the restricted zones with their motorbikes, unchallenged. We are at this point because the Lagos state government has failed in its transportation agenda. If only President Mohamedou Buhari hadn't jettisoned Al-Haji Latif Jakan's Metroline project in his first foray as head of state in the 80s, maybe the story would have been different today. At the return of democracy in 1999, the civilian governors had another chance to change things, yet this present democracy seems to be incapable of engaging in massive projects like the military regimes and civilian administrations of past republics could. That is why the rail project started more than a decade ago by Governor Babatunde Fashola remains but an elephant project, especially as it was abandoned by his predecessor who again focused on the roads, building edifices to its further congestion. Greater than view this post on Instagram. Greater than. Greater than. Greater than. Greater than. Greater than. Greater than.
Greater than. Greater than solution to Lagos perennial transport challenges. Hashtag OPA Paparata. Greater than. Greater than a post shared by Kovic, Admidukovic, on February 19, 2020 at 6.57 p.m. PST. One of my best questions in geography in my secondary school days, was about Egypt and the Nile. My mom had prepared me for it, and when I encountered it, I could easily write pages, and of course I did exactly that in my school leaving certificate exams, and could have been the only reason I would have loved to study geography. Ancient Egyptians especially those who lived by the Nile, had no care for roads, they simply dug water channels through which they canoed to their desired destination. I digress. You'd think that Lagos surrounded by water would have capitalized on it to build a world-class transport infrastructure that will ease the burden off the roads, but alas that sector remains underdeveloped because of the state government's tight grip on operations on the waterways, instead of opening it up to private investors, and then regulate their activities. Today, we are regaled by Governor Babajide Sanwo Olu launching. Lag. Ferry, when this could have been a private sector initiative. As is norm with what we've come to know about government and business in Nigeria, the lack of maintenance culture, and the likelihood of abuse, especially when it comes to finances and lack of accountability may also soon cripple what appears now to be a laudable initiative. Even the number of boats introduced hardly seem enough to make a considerable difference, but like the saying goes, half bread is better than none. Back in the day, as a young boy, private boats ran their businesses in the areas where the elites have turned to their backyard with luxury boats and yachts. My dad would take us on a ferry from Filomo to Morocco on a weekly basis. That was why I was not afraid using ferries from Port Harcourt to Bonny Island which was a far longer distance, when I worked there for about a year in 2007. In the end, what Lagos needs, is a high-capacity vehicle that could move a mass of the people, at the same time, especially at certain times of the day, to and from those destinations, and Lagos is fortunate to have such destinations clearly delineated, but how this is taking forever to come to fruition will remain something I could never understand, because it is even financially rewarding, either for the state, or the private partner it may be willing to dine with to actualize the dream of its light rail initiative, whose deadline continues to be moved from one year to the other since it was conceived and ignited. Without ensuring that alternatives to road usage are maximized, even the construction of the fourth mainland bridge will not help matters, because at the rate Lagos is growing, the average Lagosian might begin to need helicopter taxis, because s he can afford it, to do drop-offs, just as the elites are currently doing. Kovic.